ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the best week of the Into the Ivy podcast. This is not going to be a somber episode like the last one. This is one filled with chorus and joys. Like if the angels of heaven were singing, they would be singing right now because of what we've just witnessed this past week in Cubs baseball. This is Into the Ivy presented by Keeping Up With The BS. I'm joined, of course, it's me, Ben. Uh, I'm joined by Boney and Reese. We're back. It's not a one-hit wonder. It's not a two-hit wonder. Three episodes. Now we're committed. Like, we have nowhere else to go. You know it was a good week in Cubs baseball when I break out the 2016 ring. Yes. Because you have to. You just have to celebrate the good things in baseball when you can. Because it's such a game that can change like that. For sure. And Ben, you had a great week uh, interviewing Andrew Bellison on we our did. parent we, channel. We had Andrew Bellison on Keeping Up With The BS. It was me and Scott. We did that interview. He was a great guy. Great. Like Andrew, he was so down to earth. You know, he was just one of those. I, I kid you not. We played that game, uh, Public Address That. And I close, <laughs> you could close your eyes. And it sounds like you're sitting in the bleachers at Wrigley Field. I shit you not. Are we it's sure so those aren't the angelic voices you're hearing? That he that man has an angelic voice. He does. That man. He does. Just listening yes. to it. Highly recommend if any of you who are listening to this haven't watched it or listened to it yet, please go to our parent channel and listen to it. It is seriously amazing. Exactly. And I'm not going to say it on here because I'm going to make the people listening go listen to that show. His favorite cub of all time. You could probably guess. It's one of the ones that you would guess. But your favorite Cub, from, his favorite Cub from the Theo, like this whole run that the Cubs have had, it's going to surprise you because yes. it's, not, it's not at all who you think it's going to be. It's sure. really not. But, you know, moving, moving into not just our interview with Andrew Bellison, but even what the Cubs have done on the field this week. It's just been, where, where, where was this team? The first two weeks of the season – if you would have told me this was going to happen in week three, I would have called you a liar. For sure. And, and like you said, Ben, last week, it was such a somber episode for us. Yeah. And, and obviously, we keep going back to lots of games left, right? And I made the, you know, saying like, hey, we've been playing the same teams. Let's see how next week goes with the Mets. And look yeah. at us now. That's a total 360 where we're at today. We beat the Mets so bad, I'm pretty sure Steve Cohen lost money. Yes. <laughs> He probably lost money at Wrigley Field. I don't know. I mean, the dude can do whatever, but we beat the crap out of his team. And it's hilarious that Jacob deGrom, and I'm going to say it, Jacob deGrom asked to have his start pushed back. Granted that he pitched like a gem the other day against the Washington Nationals. I think he was against Scherzer even. Mm -hmm. But, you know, who cares? Like, it's whatever. But I'm still going to come out here and say that Jacob deGrom is afraid of the Chicago Cubs. He's afraid to pitch at Wrigley Field because the wind, when the wind is howling out like it was that Brave series, everything's gone. A pop fly, it's a home run. And that's what it was. Those two, the back-to-back 13-4 to games, it was just literally the same score just flipped. And it, that was incredible. It was, for sure. I hated, I hated those games, even though, you know, we won the majority of them. Uh, but we are 5-1 and one over our last six games, so that is very exciting. And so a stat that I had to pull up today before this episode that I, I, I still don't believe it, even though I'm looking right at it, is over those six games, we've outscored our opponents 51 to 14 in the five wins that we have. 
We don't. We're not going to talk yeah. about the thirteen to four loss. But that's amazing that we gave up just one less run in one game than we did over a five game span. Like that's incredible for the pitching, the the starting pitching, I should say, after how bad Zach Davies looked the other night, uh, was able to regroup. The bullpen was able to lock that game down, lock it in. We'd love to see it. Uh, taking that from Scott and Casey from their mock draft Monday. Uh, great show, by the way. But you know, when the Cubs can come out, this is, this is what you wanted to see. This is probably what Jed Hoyer was banking on with this walk, the walkier bros. That's what we're calling Rizzo, Bryant and Baez now in Chicago is what I see on social media, at least the, the walkier bros. And it's all fine and dandy and it's all smiles until, okay, now they're going to want even more money. <laughs> For sure. And that's something that, yeah, yeah. And I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. And it's just been, it's just been a wild ride. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I took so much happiness. I don't think I've been, I can count probably top. This was probably top five for me watching a Cubs baseball game. That Brewers game, the 15 to two absolute smackdown. You know, the one Jerry Seinfeld gif where he's just eating the popcorn. He goes, that's a shame. That, that was me (laughs) at the city of Milwaukee. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. For sure. And the celebration. At the end of that game. Oh, 100%. It gave me 2016 vibes. I, I just wish I knew what was going on on the loser side of that game to know how much they hate Wilson Contreras, to know how much they hate the Chicago Cubs, and to just get absolutely shelled in the first inning. Brett Anderson's sure. a terrible pitcher, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, Completely we, we've agree. known this. Yeah. I will say the Brewers have an excellent rotation probably one of the best rotations they've ever had as a franchise. And if they don't do their team a favor, cause they're a very good baseball team. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're not, but if they plan on going with Brett Anderson as their number five all year, that's an insult to the organization. And that's nothing against him. He's just not good enough to be on that rotation. I mean, when you shell all your money out for your first four starters, sometimes you got to put in a fifth. Uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're not like the Cardinals who somehow just pull this random AAA prospect out in August and he's <laughs> literally the reincarnation of the next Cy Young guy. You know, know, I, the I, Cardinals do that with every position always. The Cardinals and the Dodgers, that's all they ever do is they home grow just superstars. And you know then, where they go? I'm pretty sure the Field of Dreams is really close to where they play it's probably closer to st louis than it is chicago um who's their manager now i don't even know who their manager is i was gonna say mike Matheny. is it mike schmidt i I always want to call him mike never mind i'm not gonna say that on a podcast um i'm pretty sure mike schmidt just hops in his minivan like his his soccer mom minivan he drives to the field of dreams and he goes out to the grass he says i need a starter and some dude comes walking (laughs) out and he just grabs him and throws him back in the van and they go back to st louis that's probably how it works Great visualization. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Kevin Costner. Uh, oh, God, I can't. I, why am I blanking on the guy? James Earl Jones. That's James it. James oh, Earl Jones. I was about to disown myself. I was about to disown myself, man. That could have been bad. Yeah, you can't forget Darth Vader. Right. No, great Ray, movie. Great baseball what, movie. What, what was that one who played Shoeless Joe? Ray Lomano? Yes. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. You, you can't be that. They will come. They will come. 
unfortunately, not my favorite baseball movie. Oh. 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 Sandbot. Ah. Oh, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. also a very good pick. That's also a very great pick. Yep. I can't even say rookie of the year being a Cubs fan either. It's like, I'm sorry, that one's a little cheesy for me. That's it's good. Fair, but... I feel like that's all the ones that we would say, and I don't want to pick it just because it is a Cubs one. I don't want to be that guy. No, don't be that guy. Right. Um, getting, getting back to <laughs> back from away from making fun of the Brewers and the Cardinals by whether it's their terrible number five in the rotation or driving over to the Field of Dreams and getting a some random player. You, know, you, you haven't bashed Yelich yet, though. So, I mean, there's, there's that. <laughs> I really wish – oh, man, I, I forgot all about that. I forgot all about my anti-Christian <laughs> Yelich campaign. I'm, I'm pretty sure he went probably, what, two for, two for 12 in the series or something like that. Like, he doesn't do any – he never does anything spectacular against the Cubs, by the way. No. Christian Yelich doesn't do anything in meaningful baseball games. He tweets a lot. He does tweet a lot. Um, by the way, I would just like to point out, because I didn't – I haven't pointed out since the Cy Young voting concluded, um, but at Christian Yelich, nobody needs help facing you. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't remember um over the last off season so we're talking not coming into this current season we're talking going into 2020 uh just literally out of nowhere because he's he's just like a tall third grader christian yelich decided he was gonna tweet at you darvish or no 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 it wasn't even that it was when we talk about this whole like sign stealing scandal like how mm-hmm. all these guys are probably yes. doing it and somebody pointed out how Christian Yelich always looks over at the dugout or whatever. And personally, I don't think Christian Yelich needs to cheat just because he plays in a little league ballpark and the walls, you just smack it up and it's a dinger. Oof. Like, Oh boy, you hit a home run. Good for you. By the way. Oh, I'll get to this in a second. I don't want to get too far off track, but you Darvish tweeted something along the lines of, Oh yeah, I noticed that blah, blah, blah. I don't know how the translation came out, but Christian Yelich tweeted back at him he quote tweeted and he said nobody needs help facing you be better than this or something like that and i don't think you ever replied to it but dude he smoked him every at bat you darvish just sat him down and then he finished second in the nl cy young while i don't even think christian yelich what just hit over 200 last year or just under it barely it was it was it was very bad season not my mvp (laughs) but what i was gonna bring up because while we are talking about this whole Christian Yelich thing, uh, every time the Brewers hit a home run, you know how that stupid mascot like goes down the slide? Is the slide COVID safe? Is it? Oh, I mean, they don't you have can't really fans. cough. They don't have enough fans. That's true. That's true. I mean, think about it. I want. I wanted to so badly make a joke about how they never hit home runs, so they don't have to disinfect it anyways. But then, like Oof. the little league ballpark, like, Oof. the little league ballpark, you're gonna hit a lot of home mm. runs. So, yeah, I I won't bash Lorenzo Cain though. I respect him, I, and it's not that I don't respect Christian Yelich. I just don't like him because everybody else likes him. But with Lorenzo Cain, like he's he's good enough to the point where I can't not like him. Mm-hmm. Jackie Bradley Jr. too. Just that man's defensive abilities. <sighs> Yeah, I was, for sure. it was very sad. I very much wanted Jackie Bradley Jr. to come over to the Cubs. I really did on like a one-year deal. I was so sad when he signed with the Brewers. Mm. 
But hmm. um, now that I've now that I have gotten done talking badly about our division rivals, I I don't want to talk badly anymore about anybody this episode. No. I want to get into some positive Cubs stuff. Um, Jake Arrieta, you know, we're into his he, – this isn't the first two starts anymore. We've seen him in a few baseball games. He's looking solid, you guys. It seems like he's getting on the right track for sure. Yeah. Looking like a solid number two. Like this is what – And we could argue that with – Yeah. For but, sure. And we could argue that with Hendricks as well. Even Hendricks after his last game said that he's looking like he's going on the right path too. And to keep it up as much as possible, he said that it felt good pitching right. for sure. So that's, right. that's also promising for our two best pitchers looking at how promising this is. Mm-hmm. Right. I was very happy to see Kyle come back out and dominate after he got shelled that, that game against Atlanta. That was very bad. That was the 13-4 loss. That was the four-home run first inning. Yeah, I think he gave up seven earned runs. And I won't even put that on him because, like I said, the wind was howling out that night. Like, if you watched that game, you knew everything was going out because I think we hit two dingers in the bottom of the first. Yep. I believe so, yeah. Like, it was just – it was the night of home runs in in Wrigleyville. What? But, yeah, that last game, again, I mean, it is the Mets. But this isn't – I know we – I know how I just said the Mets – the Mets are a good baseball team. They're going to be a good baseball team when 2021 is said and done. And whether that's they're making the playoffs or not, um, they're going to be good. And for Jake Arrieta to go out there, go five strong innings, only give up one, one run in the form of the home run, and then just absolutely dominate guys like Francisco Lindor, you love to see. You do. You really do. Craig Kimbrell looks solid. He still looks solid. I don't for think sure. the guy still has given up a run. Nope. Thought that zero 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 ERA. He gave I him his wanna... first hit this week. Yeah. Yeah. First hit. And that's crazy to think about. Uh, you know, genuinely thinking about how many times he's relief pitched this season thus far. I, I think it's remarkable. For mm-hmm. sure. No, absolutely. I mean, this is what we wanted to see out of him. Um, it does make me a little concerned. Thankfully, we are at the time of this podcast, you know, the second game with the Brewers is going on right now. So we are over five hundred at the moment. Right. Um I would like to see this trend continue. Hopefully, I th- I believe we're tied with the Brewers right now. So hopefully, yep, we can yeah. get this win, get a few games over five hundred, and keep it just keep it going, because this division is going to stay this close all year. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I, I feel like we were talking about this last time, but Brewers and Cubs—that's going to be an interesting battle for division-wise, for sure this season and it's been fun watching them play the brewers i just hope that the cubs keep up this momentum and and keep riding this high like they're doing right now right when was i saw something today this is the first time the cubs have played the same team like for a series for this many times in the same month for the first time i can't remember how many years it was Mm -hmm. but you know we are coming into the last week of april getting ready to and we've played the milwaukee brewers three times Three separate times. That's a lot yep. to play someone in your same division. Yeah. All before May. Right. We haven't even played the Cardinals once. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have played the Cardinals based on the kind of baseball they're playing right now. Um, and that's not a knock. They're just not where I thought they would be at the moment. Mm-hmm. But then again, nobody in this division is where I thought they would be, <laughs> including the Pirates. Sure. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. how the Pirates are 9-11. and 11. They're below the Reds right now, which is – also remarkable. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, dude, the Reds fell off hard. They started six and one, they and did. then I don't know what happened. But when I saw they got swept out in Arizona, I'm like, "You guys suck!" <laughs> like, I just don't know what Arizona. happened. Arizona, Arizona, my just for fun team. <sighs> Nick Castellanos <Sure>. was seven dingers <laughs> though. I'm still upset Nick Castellanos plays for the Cincinnati Reds. I will never not be upset about that. Everybody wanted him back, and there's Theo Epstein going, oh, we don't have money. <laughs> we've been hearing that for how many years, though? That we've, we've been, this has been a constant theme on our shows. Remember, it's a positive episode. We're positive. Today. Okay, positive. Yes. Positive. Positive. Yes. positive. I'm not going to bash anyone the rest of this episode. <laughs> At least I'm going to try not to. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you haven't made a Hoyer comment like quite yet. I don't know if I missed it. I feel like based positive, on the way this positive, game's played, positive. he deserves a week off from my from my negativity. Yep. He can have there a week we go. off. <laughs> lots and of lots of games left. Lots of games left, exactly. Hmm. I would like to also point out, just because of this run, the five and one over the last six games, uh, to see them just go on this absolute offensive juggernaut that they've become, at least in this short time span. After everything that happened with the Ryan Tapera suspension, the David Ross suspension, this is what this is the response that I wanted. Yeah, it definitely seems like it seems like the league called out to them and they answered for sure in this Mm -hmm. scenario. I think that they came back competitive, more competitive than we've seen them in the previous series. I mean, I know I mentioned in the last episode for sure. I think that it just took getting that new fresh team series for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they, you know, have kind of given our, getting our hopes back up for the season. You know, we're, we're coming into this podcast now more positive than we were in the last one. Like last one, we were all mad. And I'm glad that we're all kind of like coming into this one, like more hopeful. Yeah, no, we're more hopeful on this one, which I'm really, I'm really excited about for sure. I'm excited to see how they do against the Brewers today next game, and then against the Braves again. Right. Although you almost have to ask, is it because Jock Peterson's not in the lineup? Don't, don't hate on Jock like that. You can't, you can't deny he's just been slumping. It's not that he isn't capable of keeping no. pace. But no. when you plug Chris Bryant now into left field, you get one of these almost slugging second, third baseman in Nico Horner, who's been on a tear lately, and David Bodie, who can hit the ball out anytime. So you almost wonder if it's correlated, but either way, you're happy when you can score 15 runs three different times, and then the t- game you don't score 15 runs, Jason Hayward hits a walk-off single. Right. You're not going to complain. You wonder how this happened, but you can't complain about it. For you almost you just have to ride ride it out. For sure. And that's an excellent point, Bonnie. I would say with the Jock Peterson, I'm I'm hoping that whatever whatever the slump that he's going through, it's gonna be attributed to this stint on the D on the I'm sorry, injured list that he's on now, uh, with the left wrist tendonitis. I know Batting lefty, that's going to be a chief concern. That's going to mess up your swing a little bit. I'm hoping that's all it is. He's getting the, re- the rehab that he needs. 
I will say I'm not as overly concerned just because the guy that he's replacing isn't doing much better than him right now. Outside of outside of the walk-off home run that he had against Arizona a couple weeks ago, Kyle Schwarber's not really doing much for the Washington Nationals. Um, I mean, Jack Peterson's really not doing much for us <laughs> at the same time. So there's yeah, – sure. It's just – it's still a young season for both those guys. I am really happy that we got a chance for Nico Horner to come up. I think that sending him down to start the season was a terrible idea in the first place. And mm-hmm. I think that probably you could say that messed with some of the chemistry. Like, this is a guy that's been on this team since late 2019 when he was called up in that emergency situation, and right. he just never got sent back down. For sure. And sometimes that's all it takes. I know we've seen right. that multiple times with the Cubs the past few years, like kind of bringing up somebody being like. Oh, absolutely. You, when you, right. when you take p- certain players out of the lineup, it changes the team entirely. And sure. this whole, this whole stretch of Cubs baseball, not just the last couple of weeks, we're talking the last few years since 2016, this team has not been the same since you took Dexter Fowler out of the outfield and you took David Ross off the, the players list i guess you could say not the not the organization because he's the manager but yeah as a player the team hasn't been the same for sure and i don't know i'm just glad to see nick go back i personally think he's the best option we have on this roster on the roster in within the organization at second base i'm not saying Mm -hmm. i wouldn't take someone from outside to play second base because you know you're always going to take guys especially like ozzy albies that are just absolute studs Mm -hmm. but i think Nico Horner is the best option internally that the Chicago Cubs have at that position. For sure. And Aaron Kogard is not that bad. No, he's not. No. Secondary. Or, you know, he's, he's a role player. It, yeah. That's yeah. how it is, but. No, absolutely. And that's not a knock on Bodie or Sogard. I just think that Horner's better. And I also think that Bodie's more of a traditional, like, third. he's a corner infielder. He's a third baseman, probably secondary position at first more than second. Mm-hmm. For sure. And something I wanted to actually discuss with you guys today, mm-hmm. I know that we've had such a positive season where we're going to make this a positive episode. Who do you think out of our lineup, you know, judging by the past few games is one of our best offensive players in this past week, one of our best defensive players. Just wanted to ask that because we've seen a lot of growth offensively and defensively this past week. That's a great question. Defensively, I, I think you still have to go with Javi Baez. Yep. I don't think you can get – you can't do a knock on him. The problem with Javi Baez is he is a – you either go a 1,000 miles an hour or you're just lazily walking. He There is no in-between. You're either diving to, you know, uh, stop and get a double play or you're throwing the ball 10, stand, or 10 rows back in the stands. And offensively, though, look at how he's been doing. Ben and I talked before our podcast today about how he's tied for fourth for homers right now. Crazy. Right. And, and him and him and Brian are going head-to-head on, like, one of the best, you know, uh, like, batters on the team right now. Right. Right. And he, he, has hit mul- he has hit multiple home runs in the last few days. Yeah. I just – I was looking at this earlier. He's hit three in the last seven, which is really good. It doesn't sound like a lot, but in baseball, that's very good. You know, his – OBP is the highest it's been. Yeah. Thank, thanks to this week, thanks to this explosion. The slugging percentage way up, the average way up. These are all signs that you want to see for a guy that, that does swing for the fence. 
Yeah. You know, we all make memes and we all make jokes about Javi whenever he's like, oh, you're up three and one on account. You're going to take a walk. He goes, no. <laughs> like it's a, it's a big deal. It, it can be argued that, I don't know. I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think is more impressive? John Lester throwing to first base or Javi Baez taking a walk? Javi Baez his, taking a walk. John Lester know. can do it. He just doesn't without like throwing to. his mitt. I love, I love that. <laughs> I seriously like that's what I was just about to say was the mitt. The mitt. Oh, the mitt. Yep. When I saw that in person, <laughs> when I saw that in person, I literally got up and I just went. <laughs> so that's why I'm gonna. <laughs> that's why I'm gonna. I was in the upper deck. Was that? And I literally time, saw it. Yes. <laughs> oh, and I literally went. And I looked around and all of us are like looking at each other like, what just happened? What is he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> and then he I mean, realized why he did it. When you're taking, when you're literally standing, what, 45 feet off the base in between first and second, you're going to get thrown out. Oh. I don't, you could have, you could have a little league out there, little leaguer out there on the mound and you would get thrown out. I, I no, say it's I love John Lester. John Lester is probably my favorite oh my Cub gosh. of all time. 100%. Oh, we were talking about Zobrist before our podcast yeah. today too and how he was like one of our utility one of our best utility players arguably bonaparte you brought that out before our podcast today right yep i miss his, his wife walk up song for ben zobrist yeah one of the good ones <sighs> well this I is what we were discussing this whole nico horner eric sogard david Bodie situation and with mm-hmm. jock peterson on the il like we don't really we don't have any backup outfielders now because yeah. Marisnik is going to be playing every day. No, and what unless sucks have, about unless what? you have Matt or uh, Matt Duffy. Stop. <laughs> I nice. I just love his name. That's all. The end. And he's had a few <laughs> like great moments. That's about it. Bodie. But no, dude. I like the thing with Ben Zobrist was you could play him anywhere. Ben Zobers could play left field. He could play right field. Hell, he could play center field if you needed him to. And he could play all the infield positions minus catcher and pitcher. Although I'm sure you could call him in for if you were getting blown out, he could throw. Actually, he did in St. Louis. He threw an inning. Didn't he strike out Yadier Molina? That sounds correct. I think he struck Yadier Molina out. Uh, That That just hits the soul just right, right there. Great (laughs) attitude, too. As a team player, great attitude. Miss that man tremendously. That and he had an eagle eye. That man would be one of the hardest players to strike out in baseball. Yep. That dude could make contact on everything. He he deserved to get to leave the game on a better note than he did. Yeah. He deserved – because he was out, what, the majority of that 19 season. He was only there for a couple weeks. Maybe yeah, like just the month long. of September, and then that was it. Nobody signed mm-hmm. him. And he deserved better than that. Ben Zobris was has always been a, just a great player. Mm-hmm. Ben deserved better. Yes, he did. And that's not just because we have the same name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wilson Contreras. I kind of want Wilson Contreras to get another dinger, this Brewer series, just to see what he does. I just want one more zinger against the Brewers after the falling out that he's had and seeing how great he's been doing hitting lately. He's one of the more consistent batters. On the team right now, arguably. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I, I would like to see that. I want to see him homer again against them. (laughs) Well, I don't think any Cubs have been hit by pitches yet this series, correct? I don't believe I – I think we would have heard about it. I think it would have been all over social media, at least in Chicago. Yeah. I look at Cubs Twitter. I haven't seen anything. 
So I'm glad you could tell, that. Yeah, you could tell the tensions are still high. Right. Just, just looking at it, and then uh, I, maybe that's us being biased, kind of looking at how the previous games have gone with the Brewers and what has happened with me being like, eh, kind of seems like th- there's some tension. I still think that there's some tension regardless, just because of what's happened. Well, hopefully Craig Council decided to step up and be a manager and control his team, so. Yeah. It is what it is. Hopefully, mm-hmm. well, because you figure the first one to throw at the other team they're getting suspended. Yeah. With how yeah. MLB has acted with this whole rivalry. It's the like first there's one a no to throw tolerance. at the other teams. Yeah, it's a, it, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a no tolerance thing. I think as soon as something goes in that direction, that's when the line is going to be crossed at that point. Well, and that's the way that it should be. Agreed. Also, I would like to bring up just because we talked about Nick Castellanos earlier. Yeah. Uh, I believe I heard that he got like his results from his appeal back. And I think they, I don't know, I can't remember if they kept it at three or if they just brought it down to two. They did one of those two things. But they told him that his actions were inciting a super spreader event. (laughs) But I I just want to point out, still, the fact that Yadier Molina grabbed him by the horse collar. Yadier Molina was the only one that made contact with anyone, didn't get a fine, didn't get a suspension, got nothing, not even a slap on the wrist. But if you, if you want to talk about super spreader events with Major League Baseball, where was the league when the Texas Rangers allowed 100% capacity? Where were they? Still that are. was a super spreader event. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It, it's, mm. it's just it's, – it's hypocrisy. Like, but everyone always has to respect Yachty. Well, yeah. I, I respect Yachty or Molina. I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily – I think he's cocky. Respect him as a player. I respect the hell out of him as a yeah. player. He's had a great career. If I, he's he is one of those guys on the Cardinals that I that you hate to love. Yeah. Like I do Agreed. like Yadier Molina as a baseball player, as a guy just because he plays for the Cardinals. I don't care for him, but as a baseball player, I yes, I tip my hat to him. Right. And I'm glad that I'm honestly glad that the Cardinals got the deal done with him that they did because it would have been weird seeing him whenever he does hang it up, whether that's the end of this year or next, because I think he's on that two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have just been weird to see Yadier or Molina finish a, a, a very long career anywhere but St. Louis. Right. For everything he's done for that organization. Like, for sure. He's been there forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll, I'll say there you go. I'll say some nice things about the Cardinals for once, and that's not just yeah. because Melissa's a Cardinals fan. I'll, I'll follow the Cardinals. I won't root for them because I'm a Cubs fan and I want to win the division, but I'll follow them. And if they, I will, I will say this though. I am the biggest Cardinals fan on the planet when they play the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. I am a huge Cardinals fan when they play the Brewers. That's just me though. I don't like the Brewers, but I, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, I guess we can wrap this episode up the same way we wrap up all of our episodes. There's a lot of good choices this week. Last week, we had to, like, scrape the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. What has been your guys' favorite moment from Cubs baseball this week? Ooh, Cubs baseball. Boney, go ahead. Um, honestly, probably Jason Hayward. Okay. Yeah. Coming in and just getting his walk-off single. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Just, you know, right up through first and second base. Easy done, and then you're out of there. Great choice, Boney. Simplicity like makes the game so much nicer. Yeah, 
And you and I were talking in previous episodes about, you know, Hayward. You you love you love Hayward. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good guy, good guy overall. Glad to see He's that that worked out overall. for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. glad to see that all worked out for him mm-hmm. these oh, past few games. Agreed. This is because of Jason Hayward. Yes. Greatest rain speech ever. For sure, for sure. And I wanted to use the cliche, but that double play with okay. Baez. That that gave me chills. I I was literally standing up and I was like, oh, what? Because we love to see that defensive work and and him taking that extra step and and really playing like I remember, you know, like the the intensity. I loved to see it for Mm -hmm. sure. Great play overall. No, absolutely. We love we love Javi tags. We love whenever Javi Bias does anything amazing on defense. And we're spoiled oh, yeah. because we get to see it a lot. We're very spoiled. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, I'm not going to repeat it because I did say, you know, watching them destroy the car, not the Cardinals, the Brewers 15 to two yesterday. Uh, that was, that game itself was one of my favorite Cubs games this year so far. Uh, the Jake, Jake Marisnik. I feel like I have to be a Jake Marisnik fan since the first episode when I said thank you. Shout out to Jake. Um, yep. Jake Marisnik is probably my highlight of the week just because, you know, in that game he went two for four and he had five RBIs. Like he was the he had five RBIs. That's insane. He had a third of them because I think they had 15 in total. I'm looking at the uh, box score right now. Yeah, he had a third of the Cubs RBIs the other day. I, just good for him, man. Mm-hmm. Good for Jake Marisnik. He showed up against his old team, the Mets. Like, good for him. Oh, wait. Can I can I have an honorable mention as well? Yes. Okay. Honorable mention. When we were playing the Mets, when Albert Almora came out, both times he got the standing yes. ovation. Yes. That was amazing because he scored what was the winning run for us in the World Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he got – he came out to pinch run and Anthony Rizzo gave him a big old bear hug at first base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It made me so. That made me so happy. It was like a. It was a breeze of nostalgia. Yes, not to mention Alec Mills stepping off the mound so he could get that ovation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely deserved. That's a lot of respect too, because they did not play together. So well, they didn't play together that year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All around, love the organization. Love. Great. I miss Albert Almora. I I miss his defense, not his bat so much, but his defense always mm-hmm. was great. And right. there was so much to choose from this week in terms of you know honorable mentions or, or topping off what would be our favorite point in that. Right. I, I'm just glad that we're ending this on such a positive note. <laughs> Knock on wood, let's keep going in this positive trajectory. I'm interested. Please, for Please. my sake and my health. Please. Please. But that's the thing about the Cubs. They can break your heart a million times and the one thing something goes right, you're like, oh, this is all worth it. That's baseball, baby. That is it baseball. It might be a sh- Chicago sports in general. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but these are exciting times to be a Chicago sports fan right now. We just love to see it. Yeah. Unless you're a Bears fan. But that's a topic for another show. Another show. Another show. <laughs> another day. Yeah. Um, and wanted to plug this again. We plugged in the beginning of the show, but please go over to Keeping Up With the BS. Go watch Ben and Scott interview Andrew Bellison. You will Great not regret dude. it. Close your eyes and Classic. just picture yourself at Wrigley. Go get, been get there yourself before. a hot dog. Go boil hot yourself dog. a hot dog. Grab Cracker a Cracker Jacks, peanuts, you know. Yeah. It's just Ooh, great time to crack. Go but over yeah. there. <laughs> Until, okay. Until next time, like us, share us. Share us with your friends. We're, we're pretty funny. We have some hot takes. 
Uh, share us with your White Sox fans. We're just going to piss them off. Tell um, us your favorite baseball movies. Tell us your favorite baseball movies. Maybe yep. we'll just talk about baseball movies one day. Um, <laughs> that would be actually kind of fun. But until next time, continue like us, share us. Leave us some fun comments. Maybe we'll read them on the show. That could be fun. Give us your hot takes, and we'll either agree with them or disagree with them. That could be <laughs> fun as well. Um, but we'll see you all next time. All right.